Boston College needed a tight end for the 2022 season, and they landed one. We're going to talk about BC's newest transfer, and is an SEC school interested in Earl Grant? We'll tell you all about that and more on today's Locked On Boston College. You are Locked On Boston College, your daily podcast on the Boston College Eagles, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Today's episode of Locked On Boston College is brought to you by Stat Hero. Stat Hero is reshaping the way that you play fantasy sports. Dozens of house-based games to play daily. No sharks, no funny props, just your skill versus the lineups you choose. Sign up today at stathero.com slash locked on. This is Locked On Boston College. I am your host, AJ Black. Happy Tuesday, everyone. We got a busy show today. No games going on, but man, there's the news that you're going to want to know about. First of all, Boston College landed my favorite top topic to talk about and everyone's favorite joke, tight ends. So BC landed a tight end. Graduate student George Takax, and I hope I get that name, Takakes, Takax of Notre Dame. He's a 6'6", four, former four-star t- tight end who uh, played with John McNulty. We talked about this when he was first uh, initially linked to BC. Uh, BC's new offensive coordinator, John McNulty, was his tight end coach at Notre Dame. So the the move made a lot of sense in a lot of different ways. Now, Notre Dame, as much as you hate to admit it, they've had some real good success with tight ends over the last couple years. You know, obviously, Michael Meyer is the big one right now. They call him Baby Gronk. And Takax was kind of his... His forward progress was kind of stunted by Meyer because when you have arguably the number two or number one, depending on who you ask, tight end in the country as the starter, you're not going to get see much playing time. So Takax will get his chance. He's gonna. He Pete Thamel of ESPN announced that this move was happening. You remember this was something that we had talked about back in early January when McNulty was linked to BC and when he came aboard, but it got quiet and then spring practice started and. You just kind of assumed it wasn't happening because LSU was uh, sniffing around too because obviously Brian Kelly's over there. But Takax picks BC. And with that is another weapon for Phil Dracovic because also Phil Dracovic knows George Takax. They were both from the same class of 2018 at Notre Dame. They were both four-star recruits. And now they're both at Chestnut Hill. Now this gives BC a big-time target. Now this isn't a knock on anyone on the roster. You know, Joey Lucchetti is a nice defensive, uh, sorry, pass blocking, run blocking, pa- uh, tight end, who can ha- who can do some things for you offensively in terms of catching the ball as well. But there was no like clear-cut established tight end this year. And it makes a lot of sense for this to be the second straight year for BC to go to get a tight end because the depth was is just kind of wonky. Like next year you could look at you know, you could see a Harley Gordonier or Jeremiah Franklin jump up or even Matt Reagan, but you need some time for them to develop a little bit. Gordonier is probably the closest, and I'm not sure what his ceiling is as a pass catcher. Is he an elite pass catcher? What hit? You know, we haven't seen a lot of him yet. Pl- him play yet, um, and and practice reports are, are are spotty on that kind of stuff. So, you know, Tagax gives you a really good potential here at tight end. Will he be Trey Berry? Probably not. Will he be Hunter Long? No. But he's a kid that's hungry. This is a kid that, as I said on the site, on pcbulletin.com, that 
is he's got the potential to be a, a pass catching tight end. That's what Brian Driscoll of SSI's Irish Breakdown told me. He said, you know, you know, when you have Michael Meyer out there, he's going to gobble up all those catches. But Takax can do it. He just hasn't had a chance to do it yet. And BC's offense is tailor made to get that going. So. Um, this is a big get for Boston College, and I said that there would be some uh, transfers coming in later. Um, I didn't expect it to come in the middle of spring practice. I figured it would either be before spring practice or after spring practice, but that's what they got. They, and so, Takax, when you look at the depth chart now, here's kind of what you're thinking of, right? You have him. You have the, the Notre Dame transfer coming in. Uh, he'll probably be, you know, that that tight end that Trey Barry was last year, mo- mostly in the, the passing game, but... Remember, he's got good experience as a pass blocker, and and Barry struggled with that at times last year. It wasn't really his strong suit, so that actually adds a little bit of a a wrinkle to the offense that you didn't have before. You add him in there, you add Joey Lucchetti, who I think is a great tight end, too. Um, You know, he's not a dynamic, he's not going to go out there and be a drafted tight end or an all-ACC tight end, but he can catch some balls, he's very good at blocking, he does exactly what you need him to. And behind him, you have the the combo of Gordonier and uh, uh, Spencer Witter, uh, and you can see who kind of battles it out in terms of practice. Spencer Witter, you know, in twenty twenty was the backup to Hunter Long, kind of took more of a step back in twenty twenty one. Gordonier, I know, you know, people are waiting to see what he does at tight end, but I think those will probably be your two and three. And you need good, I mean, you need depth at tight end. It's a it's a position that people get banged up and you and you cycle in three or four guys. So Witter, you know, even Jeremiah Franklin, who's already practicing, he's a true freshman, supposed to be a good pass catcher. You know, these guys are gonna need to probably be ready to play because you you never know what can happen. Football's a a crazy sport where anything can happen at any time. So the I think the depth chart there will be interesting to watch. But I would imagine Takax is gonna probably get that leg up going into next season. But you know, you'll probably hear from the coaching staff saying that you know that he's yeah he's gonna earn it, and I'm sure he does. But it's it's exciting that you get a guy. I mean, coming out of high school, he's coming from Florida with offers from Georgia, Florida State. Auburn, you name it, they offered him. Um, and he's got the pedigree. And he's played, I mean, he played in quite a few games for Notre Dame. This isn't the guy that just sat on the bench. He was just used more in a blocking sense. Now he's going to get a chance to be that pass catcher. We'll see what he can do with the Eagles. In terms of more football news, uh, it's been a quiet week. At, it was about a quiet week for uh, BC football because all the players were on spring break. Uh, they were, you know, off campus probably, you know, either doing uh, trips or just going home or whatever they were doing, but they weren't practicing. Now they're back practicing. They had their first practice on Monday, uh, so you'll get some more news and notes from that. And with the players back, that means recruiting news is coming up, and I will have up today on bcbulletin.com a list for premium users of all the recruits that are coming this weekend. I have about 12 names right now, possibly 15. Um, and I'll give you a breakdown of who they are, where they're from. You'll get all that information if you're a premium user. Remember, premium users, it's only a dollar for the first month. I give you all sorts of great recruiting information. It's about to kick in big time right now, so you're going to want to make sure you get part of that. Uh, but I'll also have some free recruiting infos up as, info up as well if guys have their top 10 lists or anything like that that you want some good information, make sure to bookmark bcbulletin.com. I'll get you covered. And on this podcast, I'll give you, uh, on tomorrow's show, on Wednesday's show, I'll give you some recruiting news because it's Recruiting Wrap-Up Wednesday. And I knew that's our new segment we premiered for our off-season content. So check it out. Tomorrow we'll have Recruiting Wrap-Up Wednesdays and something you're not going to want to miss. Now, in a moment, I'm going to talk to you about Earl Grant. 
who, after a 13-19 year, is, is he getting interest already from some big programs? We're going to talk all about that in just a moment. I'll tell you, you don't need to worry about that, but you'll hear why in just a moment. Now, man, do I love March Madness, and I love those brackets, but I can't remember the last time I actually went deep or even won any money. I'm hedging my bets this year with Stat Heroes NCAA Pick'em Contest. Stat Heroes NCAA Single Pick'ems pit the star players against each other in an amazing hybrid between fantasy and sports gambling. Take advantage of those handicappers that always seem to have the advantage. Start focusing on the players you know best with a game plan that doesn't rely on big spreads, long odds, or funky props. Stat Hero gives you the advantage, resulting in their gamers winning four times more often. Why? Because Stat Hero eliminates the mystery about who or what you are going against. In addition to their pick'em games, they have dozens of lineups you can comb through to take on head-to-head. They simply post sets of players for you to take on with a set of players you choose. Stat Hero is the easiest and fastest way to get your sports action fixed. The simple, sleek gameplay will have you playing in minutes. This is what Daily Fantasy was meant to be. So sign up for free right now at stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com slash locked on and use promo code locked on for a 100% match. Stathero.com slash locked on. Promo code locked on. Terms and conditions do apply. Now, it's BC is not in the NCAA tournament. But we have some special news here on the Lockdown Boston College podcast. Thanks again for making us your first listen every day. And make sure to check out Lockdown Bracket Breakdown all this week on the Lockdown Boston College podcast feed and YouTube channel. College basketball experts Chris Gordy, Andy Patton, and betting expert Lee Sterling give you in-depth breakdowns on every matchup. This is something you do not want to miss. So make sure to head over to our YouTube channel and check that out. And speaking of YouTube, if you have not done so already, make sure to head over to youtube.com and enter Locked On Boston College and hit that subscribe button. It's a great way to listen to Locked On Boston College every day. Comment, make thoughts, suggestions, whatever you want. And it's an easy way to support our podcast. Head over to YouTube again and click in Locked On Boston College. Thank you in advance. All right, so... Now we're going to switch gears a little bit here and talk about basketball because basketball season's over. And something that I did not expect happened on Monday afternoon. Now, the coaching carousel for football has slowed down. And we had heard buzz about Jeff Halfley being named as a, you know, a person of interest in a couple coaching searches, but it was never really anything significant. Now, on Monday, there was a bunch of new, you know, it was like another bloody Monday in terms of uh, coaching firings. But what uh, the SEC has been really busy with Ole Miss, Florida, Georgia, and now South Carolina added, added a new coaching vacancy to their list. As Frank Martin, their head coach, who someone I believe a lot of Boston College fans at one point wanted at BC, was fired after another disappointing season with the Gamecocks. So... Already, I saw a couple tweets come out, and one of them is my favorite gumshoe, Mark Blouchin, uh, tweeting out that uh, South Carolina would be interested in uh, Earl Grant at, at Boston College. And I was like, oh boy, already? And But I've seen Mark post all sorts of stuff about coaching, and I, you know, whatever you think about him, I don't necessarily agree with a lot of his stuff because I don't think his sources are all that great. Um, you know, I believe he last said that Bill McGovern was going to be the head coach when they hired Jeff, Jeff Halfley. So, um, say what you will about it. And I know he had no clue on Earl Grant. 
Uh, but, you know, you look at the tea leaves and it does make a little sense. Earl Grant is from South Carolina. He had an exciting end of the year. Um, and I, I joked about it on Twitter and I'm not going to give away the, my source of who it was. But someone who is very knowledgeable about the insides of BC workings told me, hey, AJ, there's some smoke to that fire. So I'm not sure what that means. It could just be um, some some cert- certain things going on. But I caught my ears. It caught my attention uh, that maybe Earl Grant really is uh, being looked at. Now, there's this is why I don't think it's going to happen. There's a few different things I think that are going on here. I'll kind of lay out my thoughts and, and go from there. First of all. Uh, whenever you see a coach's name pop up for a coaching search that doesn't make a complete lot of sense, it's usually the agent pushing for more money. That's usually what ends up happening in these th- these situations. It's that the agent wants to get an extension for their client or they want to get more money after a, a relatively successful season. So part of me thinks that's what's going on here because – Honestly, when you look – like take off your maroon and gold sunglasses here. I always say that. It's my, my catchphrase. Um, and you look at the situation at Boston College, right? Yes, the ACC tournament was fun. Yes, Boston College overachieved compared to what their expectations were. But Boston College won, what, 13 games and lost 19 or 20 this season? What SEC school in their right mind would hire a coach coming off a 13-20 and 20 season? Does that make any sense whatsoever? What fan base is going to accept that kind of hire? So it doesn't make any sense. Yes, Earl Grant is a South Carolina guy. He coached at the College of Charleston. He coached at Clemson. He's a local fit. But his history does not make sense at all because he hasn't done anything. And South Carolina is a school with a rich basketball history, especially on the women's side. Don Staley, their women's basketball coach, is one of the best coaches in all of college basketball, any sport, men or females. She's great. Are you going to go out and tell your fan base, a fan base that hasn't really been all that relevant in a while, I'm sorry, a program that hasn't been really all that relevant in a while, that you're going to fire Frank Martin and your answer is to hire Earl Grant, who, yeah, he won two games, but he really hasn't shown much yet. Think, does that make any sense? Now, Seth Davis of um, who, you know, he's got his hits or misses of what, um, you know, some of the things that he's been saying. But he's got his list, and it's very different than Earl Grant. Mike Boynton, uh, Dennis Gates, who we heard about from Cleveland State. Mike Boynton's from Oklahoma State. Uh, Sean Miller, um, Lamont Paris from Chattanooga. Bob Ritchie from Furman were some of the big ones that he has, and he has Mike Boynton being the next head coach. Now, given what you've seen with SEC uh, hirings and football, I imagine that they're going to start spending their money to do the same thing. And Mike Boynton, you know, Oklahoma State is an excellent program. They've put together some really good seasons. He probably wants to get out of there given all the um, the uh, NCAA infractions and, and punishments that they have. But he would be an absolute slam dunk. If, if South Carolina wants to go out there and, and make a splash, that's what you do. You go out there and you hire Mike Boynton, a guy – who played at South Carolina, coached at South Carolina. He was born, you know, he's a, a South Carolina guy through and through. Like, that's the kind of hire you make. You, you don't do Earl Grant. And that's not trashing Earl Grant. I am not doing that at all. I'm just saying, I'm using some logic here to think of why this move would or wouldn't make sense. Just like Jeff Hathley, I'm going to say Earl Grant 
if he continues to coach the way he did at the end of the last season, will be an attractive coach at some point. Just not right now. He's like two or three years away. And so I'm not worried about it. I, you, you can read the reports. I've seen a bunch of different um, other you know coaching hot boards, and he hasn't been listed on any of them. But as I said, I had a source tell me that it's possible. So keep your eyes open. We'll have it all locked down on our Twitter handle, at AJBlack underscore BC, if you want to hear more. Um, check out BC Bolton as well. Now, in a moment, I'm going to talk about women's basketball and their NIT uh matchup and what that means for the Eagles. March Madness is here. That means you need to start thinking of now about where you're going to be running your brackets this year. Are you going for the usual? Or are you looking for the best? We've done our homework here and we're running brackets with runyourpool.com. Along with standard brackets, Run Your Pool offers game types like Survivor or Pick-X. They have options to edit scoring and they offer way more intel to make your picks. All stuff you won't find at ESPN or CBS. If you've got a business, Run Your Pool can help you take some of that madness and play alongside your employees or even gain customers. Plus, they offer full white glove customer support, custom branding, and one of the easiest three-minute setups you'll ever find. Clearly, we believe Run Your Pool because, like I said, we're running our brackets there ourselves. There's no truer test than that. If you want to play against us for a shot at a cast prize up to $1,800, join us at runyourpool.com slash locked on. And while you're there, create your own pool for your friends and family. Enter Pure Madness at checkout for $10 off your custom pool. All the rules and details will be available there. That's runyourpool.com slash locked on for your chance to win a cash prize up to $1,800. We look forward to seeing and beating you there. It's that time of the year as college basketball's tournament is finally upon us. From all the latest odds, contests, and player props, betonline.net is the number one source for all your sports betting needs and info. BetOnline remains the best spot for all your sports scores, podcasts, and news this season. And it's not just basketball. BetOnline is your continued source for all your sporting wagering information needs, including live betting and your favorite Vegas casino games. Head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Head on over to BetOnline, where the game starts. This is Locked On Boston College, AJ Black here. And we're going to start talking a little bit about women's basketball. I hope you guys are ready for this conversation because um, on Sunday we had announced that BC women's basketball did not make the NCAA tournament. They were the first team out. They were on the outside looking in, and I talked about how the losses to Florida State really kind of hurt their their chances. And I was talking to someone who was saying, you know, that they thought Boston College should have been in because they had more wins, they almost beat UNC, they almost beat NC State, which was different than what Florida State did. But I, I still I still land on the side of you lost twice to Florida State and you lost when you needed to beat them. So that, that doesn't. But that's not here or there. We're talking about women's basketball. And the big thing that's going on right now is the women's NIT is going to start this week. And BC is a number one seed and they get to play against Maine on Thursday at home at Conti Forum. I was looking into it. I believe the game is going to be on ACC Network uh, Extra. So that, for those of you who don't have, um, who don't know how to use that, that's when you like go to ESPN and you look for the game and you hit the watch button and it'll, it'll get you your login information. So if you're interested in watching the women's basketball game and you have never used e- uh, ACC Network Extra, go to your computer and log into ESPN um, and try to find an ESPN Extra game so that you can figure it out now. So it does take a little bit of time to do it, and especially if you don't know your passwords. Like me, I'm terrible. I forget them all. Um, it's good to have that prepped ahead of time. Or you can go to Conti Forum because it's a home game. 
Uh, you can always uh, head over to there. I think it's a seven o'clock start. I, I like BC's chances in this game. Um, you know, the one scary thing is that Maine beat BU who beat BC. So if you're playing the three degrees of separation here, Boston College should lose to Maine. But I think the team is going to be pretty amped up for this. I know they have a lot to prove. This is only the third time BC's ever been in a postseason NIT. Uh, so good luck to them. If they win that game, they get to play the winner of Quinnipiac and URI. Um, and I believe that'll also be at Conti Forum. So um, that's the one positive of the NIT is they get you get some home games out of it. So uh, remember, as I said on last week's episode, even if you're not vaccinated, you can go to these games now. And if you don't want to wear a mask, you don't have to wear a mask. Um, it's yeah, And so hopefully uh, the, the stands will be packed. It's not spring break. Uh, good luck to them. I hope they ha- uh, really, this would be a great opportunity. There's si- I think there's 64 teams in the NIT for BC to really step up and step out and really like, you know, take that next step. You know, obviously you hoped they made the, the, the women's tournament and they didn't do that, but going really far or possibly winning the NIT would be a huge step in the right direction for this program, really catapult them into next season. You know, they're going to lose Cam Swartz, their leading scorer, and Taylor Soul, who's been the soul, no, no, no pun intended, the soul of the team for the last couple of years. But Joanna McNamee's done a really nice job of, of recruiting for the women. Um, you know, Maria Gakdang is going to, you know, she was the e, uh, the ACC Rookie of the Year, uh, defensive force. You know, she's got some other, Ali Van Timmerens in there. She's going to be their center. they got some good talent. Um, so hopefully next year they could take a step forward. Um, they, they are losing a lot of talent, but, you know, Michaela Dickens is, is graduating as well. But we'll have to see how they do in the NIT. And finally, a quick little hockey in the NHL news. Um, Drew Hellison was traded along with a second-round draft pick uh, to Colorado in exchange for Josh Manson. Now, Drew Hellison was with BC up until this weekend. Uh, he's a defensive. He's got an offensive-minded defenseman. Um, oh, sorry, he, he got traded from Colorado to Anaheim. Excuse me. Uh, so he is going to be leaving Alex Newhook, who, you know, I know Colorado was getting kind of that reputation of being BC mid uh, Mountain West. Uh, but he's going to be heading to Anaheim as a he, I don't think I don't think he ever played. <laughs> he definitely didn't play for Anaheim at all, but he's going to be heading to um, he's going to be heading out West. Uh, so that was a trade that happened. And you'll hear more of um, the NH- NFL is in the midst of their. Their signing period right now, if any BC news, we already talked about Matt Ryan and Harold Landry, but if any players change jerseys, we'll get all over that as well. Thank you for listening to Locked On Boston College. We will be back again tomorrow for Recruiting Wrap-Up Wednesday. I'm going to have all sorts of news and nuggets about recruiting that you're not going to want to miss. Make sure to check that out, and make sure to follow me on Twitter at AJBlack underscore BC or at Locked On BC. Hopefully, I will see you all there. Take care, everyone, and we'll see you all again soon. Rest in peace, Scott Hall.